Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to episode 37 of Lean Blog Audio. It's March 26, 2015. Today's post is titled Throwback Thursday, Jim Womack on the term lean and Eric Reese on lean startup. Now, last Monday, I had the chance to attend a lean startup event in Austin, where Eric Reese announced uh, the launch of a Kickstarter project for a new book called The Leader's Guide. And if you want to find a link to that or uh, anything else in this post, you can go to leanblog.org slash audio 37. Now, 10 days ago isn't much of a throwback, I guess, but bear with me. So Eric was asked a question from the audience. Do you wish you'd used a different name than Lean Startup to resonate more broadly? But before we get to Eric's answer, I, I thought back to me asking uh, Jim Womack that same question basically about the term lean. Now, when I worked for the Lean Enterprise Institute back in 2009, I asked Jim casually about this, and he said basically, oh, it's just a word or something like that. But I got a longer response to the same question from Jim back in podcast episode 118 in my Lean Blog interview series. This is back in 2011, which I guess makes it more of a, a real throwback post now. So I'm going to play a relevant clip, which runs about five minutes here. If you want to hear the whole episode with Jim, you can go to leanblog.org slash 118. Well, look, the word's always been problematic. What word do you pick? The word uh, was a label, and labels are always, well, superficial. We came up with that term in 87 when we needed a name for what we were seeing. Uh, by the way, just an aside, on the MIT project, we did something that most academics don't do. Instead of uh, doing a survey of development in manufacturing, of, I'm sorry, performance in mananufacturing, product development, supplier management, um, and then just take the data that comes back and spend endless hours regressing it against everything and doing all kinds of statistical manipulations, uh, we decided from the outset that we would go out and verify every number by walking the gimbal. And so that gave us a uh, enormously uh, powerful set of insights about what was really going on, that we were benchmarking performance, but then we were trying to trace it back to methods, techniques, what managers and employees were doing. So we had set out to look at every car and light truck uh, assembly plant in the world. We never got all of them, but we got most of them. And uh, John Kravchick and John Paul McDuffie and others were out uh, verifying every number in every plant. So by 87, and certainly by 88, uh, we had some uh, very compelling evidence that um, Toyota and Honda, who were typically the star performers, Mazda as well did well on our surveys, uh, really were in a different uh, place uh, from the American and European companies in terms of their ability to get products to market quickly and accurately, in terms of their ability to make things with low hours of effort, with low defects, with low inventories, with low capex. And so we needed a name for it. And uh, this whole situation as of the mid-80s was a Japan versus the world thing, which we thought was just a complete misunderstanding of what was going on. It was not about Japan. It was about a different management system, which really only uh, Toyota and Honda uh, had fully mastered and, Toyota and, and Mazda was copying. Uh, so what to call this system? I mean, you know, you don't call it Onoism. For Taichi Ono, uh, or Nakamuraism, uh, Nakamuraism for uh, Kenya Nakamura, the guy who invented the chief engineer system of Toyota. Uh, you're going to call it Toyotaism when uh, Honda does it, Mazda does it. You're going to call it Toyodaism for Eiji Toyota and the family. 
Uh, all of those labels just seemed wrong, and yet we needed to call it something. So the term mass production was out there. Uh, I wish we had probably used the term modern production or modern management, but we weren't quite into postmodern at that point. We said, this is a contrast. On every dimension, it's just different, so what do we call it? And we had a session in the office at MIT in the big uh, boiler room where I had all the young uh, people who had come out of industry, came back to MIT to get some additional credentials. And there are probably a dozen of us sitting there, and I don't even remember who all, John Paul McDuffie and uh, Kravchik and Joseph Farrell from Brazil and Richard Lamming uh, from the UK and Toshi Nishiguchi from Japan. And all of the young people, these were all kind of late 20s, maybe early 30s, but probably late 20s uh, young people. Kravchik wasn't even that old. Um, we're sitting there one afternoon saying, we've got to have a name for this thing. What are we going to call it? Because we were getting ready to do some publishing. And so what do we do? So it was agreed we should uh, label it for what it did. So I remember holding the chalk at the whiteboard. You don't hold chalk at a whiteboard. I had my marker, my marker at the whiteboard. And said, okay, so it uses less time, right, less time to go from concept to launch, less time to go from raw material to customer, and it uses less effort, right, less hours of engineering to do product development, less hours of human effort in the factory. And there are fewer suppliers, right, fewer suppliers, and there are fewer injuries, well, there actually were, and there's less inventory, well, yeah, there was, and there are fewer defects, less defects, and, by the way, you can make money at lower volume, uh, because of the ability to flexibly uh, change over from one product to another, less, 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 less. And so then John uh, got his moment of fame, John Kravchik, by saying, I've got it, let's call it lean. So I remember writing on the blackboard, L-E-A-N. And, of course, the problem is that lean rhymes with mean. Lean rhymes with mean. Now, lean also rhymes with green. Uh, so, hey, I don't know, maybe there's something there. But uh, the biggest problem with the term is it, it's about less. And, of course, what we meant was you create more value with less of everything. And the more value sort of got lost. And that's a great shame. So what's the word we should have used that in one word captures more value, more customer problems solved, happier customers better experience, work experience for the people uh, who are creating the value, and then less. So it, uh, more value, better experience, less of everything. Uh, don't know what that word is, didn't know it then, don't know it now. And so we settled on a lean, and here we are. So that's Jim Womack in 2011 uh, reflecting on the term lean. And now I'm going to play a short audio clip that I recorded of Eric Reese at the event in Austin, reflecting on the term lean startup. Very original blog post. It's still on my blog. You can look it up. Where I introduced the concept of lean startup. It's like a very short post. I did not think this was going to be a thing that would take over my life for the next five years. Um, I was just like, hey, I'm thinking about this combination of these trends. And like, I'm pretty sure it should be called lean startup, but maybe agile startup. Or I threw out some other kind of ideas. And lean startup is the one that stuck. Not a month goes by that someone doesn't tell me I chose the wrong word. And I'm like, I give over the same answer. It's like, great, you tell me what it should be. And we'll switch to yours. Like, no problem. Like, I, if someone has a better name for what this should be called, like, I'm all ears, let's do it. But I haven't found one yet. The thing I like about Lean Startup, even though it has problems, is that it really points to the intellectual foundation of lean manufacturing as the base this is built off of. Like, you have to be very willfully ignorant 
to, to not discover that. If you like Google me sort of for five seconds. Um, and what's cool about that is actually like what I hoped would happen, but I wasn't sure if this would really happen, is that as we start to go into larger organizations, there's a huge number of people out there that have a proficiency in something like lean manufacturing, Six Sigma, you know, these kind of earlier generation corporate changes. We take it so for granted. Like, of course, we live in a massive supply chain where everything's super efficient and lean manufacturing rules the day. And, and we just like, we take so for granted that accomplishment. It's hard for us to remember. There was a time when lean manufacturing was very controversial. In fact, and there are still some places where it's quite controversial. So there are allies for us inside enterprises and policymakers. There's all these people that have something in common with us, a set of vocabulary, a set of concepts. And I found it really helpful when I work with companies that have that legacy or that you know, that kind of capability in there to say, listen, lean startup is not something entirely new. It's just new enough. I don't know if I saw that research recently. There's an academic study that showed that when you position something as like too similar, it doesn't, it's not effective. And if it's too radical, it's not effective. There's like a sweet spot for like new but not too new. Like lean startup occupies that zone. We just said, this builds on your traditional strengths. But I'm not saying fire all your Six Sigma black belts. I'm saying let's adapt the things we're already good at for a new domain, this domain of high uncertainty. And that pitch has been really effective. And I'll trade some people who think lean means cheap for that any day. But if someone has a better idea, you should probably write a blog about it and write a book and we'll follow you. Like I'm, I'm totally serious. I would love for there to be a better idea. So you know, tell me about it. So what are your thoughts about these terms, uh, lean and the lean startup, uh, whether they're helpful or if they cause too many problems and get in the way? You know, what would you have proposed in that room at MIT if you had been part of the discussion with Jim Womack and team? You know, I think it's interesting to think if he if they had called it modern production, modern manufacturing, would I have a book called Modern Hospitals instead of lean hospitals? Would it be called the modern startup? And I think this is kind of interesting to think about. I've, I've always said half jokingly, well, gosh, I wish um, the MIT folks had chosen the term happy production. If uh, it's a better workplace, customers are happier, quality is better, executives are happier because cost and performance and uh, the long term of the bottom line uh, are better, everyone would be happy. So maybe I would have a book called Happy Hospitals. Um, happy doesn't rhyme with, with lean. I guess it rhymes with crappy, but um, I don't think we would have that same problem as we do with quote unquote lean and mean. But anyway, if you'd like to comment and join the conversation about this, come to leanblog.org slash audio 37. Podcasts are sponsored by Kinexus, where we're passionate about helping the world improve and innovate more effectively with our web-based software. Learn more at www.makeimprovementhappen.com.